The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to Nicodemus, God loved the world so much that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not be lost, but may have eternal life. For God sent his Son into the world not to condemn the world, but so that through him the world might be saved. No one who believes in him will be condemned. But whoever refuses to believe is condemned already, because they have refused to believe in the name of God's only Son. On these grounds is sentence pronounced, that though the light has come into the world, people have shown they prefer darkness to the light, because their deeds were evil. And indeed, everybody who does wrong hates the light and avoids it, for fear their actions should be exposed. But those who live by the truth come out into the light, so that it may be plainly seen that what they do is done in God. The Gospel of the Lord. We're in a real time of of movement at the moment. And and it goes right back to to Easter, doesn't it? You know, that um, Jesus was was taken away. Um, He was locked down in prison overnight. He went before Pilate, he was locked down on the cross, he was locked down in the tomb, but he rose from the dead and is now in these Easter days been stepping um, into the presence of the disciples for these 40 days before his ascension into heaven, another movement. And um, and we too have, have been a movement, or rather We've been moved into lockdown. And maybe like like, uh, you, um, I'm certainly looking forward to having that freedom to move where where I want to again. But I think movement is really important. You know, in the the first reading from the Acts of the Apostles today, um, we see the, the Peter and the Apostles imprisoned. You know, the Sadducees, who were the, the, uh, the temple priests, they didn't believe in the resurrection. So when Peter and co. were promoting and preaching the resurrection, they hated it. They wanted it shut down. They wanted that, that teaching locked down. And so they're arrested and put into prison. But the angel of the Lord comes and leads them out of the prison. And they go out to preach about this, this new life that they have been given. This this movement, however, that happened here is only uh, a glimpse of the great movement, the great movement that we heard of in the gospel. 
God loved the world so much that he gave his only son. For God sent his son into the world not to condemn the world, but so that through him the world might be saved. God sends his son who steps into our world, who steps into our experience of humanity. The Son of God truly becomes one of us. He shares our experience of, of life, of suffering, death, and, and because he shared in our experience of this, we hope to share in his rising with him. That's what salvation is all about. Through our baptism, you and I share in the life of Jesus but just not the life of Jesus, also his mission. Now, if Jesus is saviour, then we have to work with his saving will. And the part of our lockdown is sharing in that saving will. Jesus was healing people. He wasn't causing harm. He was wanting to save people from sin and sickness. And so our moving into lockdown is our heart beating as one with Jesus. We're wanting people not to be harmed, to be destroyed by this virus. We're doing this as an act of sacrifice, of salvation for others. It's the same when people send in their, their prayer requests, their prayer intentions, or when we pray for others. Again, it's an expression of our wanting the saving will for these people to be also at one with God's saving will for them. I think often when we put in our prayer intentions, though, we want to change God's mind that, uh, that we want this and you have to make it work, God. When I think the greater prayer is, I pray for so-and-so, but my prayer for them is, may your will for them be done. And I think maybe we can reflect on just, on just how we pray. And also, when we celebrate the Eucharist, the Eucharist is the great saving action and prayer of Jesus. Because as I've talked about before, Whenever the Jews celebrated the Passover, it wasn't as if they were remembering a past event. It was as if time disappeared and that the people who were celebrating the Passover today were as if they were present at that first Passover. And that gives them the hope that God will in the future save them. And that's when Jesus says, do this in memory of me what he's saying. And so whenever we celebrate Eucharist, we're, as it were, stepping out of time and stepping into that space with Jesus where he stood as he was nailed to the cross, where he stood when he rose from the dead. We're saying, yes, to God's great plan of salvation that's, that's, uh, that's acted out in Jesus.
we're beating our hearts with his. When at the end of the Eucharistic prayer, the through him, the with him and in him, as we raise the gifts, Jesus' body and blood to heaven, the great offering of his sacrifice made once and for all, but made present to us in the Eucharist, we're saying, yes, this is what we want too, Father. We want your salvation. And we unite ourselves and all people in the world, especially those who are poor or vulnerable or those that we love, to the offering of your Son. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. We are here to offer the great sacrifice of salvation with Jesus. And we want Jesus and our offering with him to transform us, just as the bread and wine is changed into his body and blood. So we want to be changed more fully into the people that he calls us to be, as individuals, but as the whole community of believers, the body of Christ.